Hey there, I'm Whitney, your host of the Abundantly Yours podcast. I'm a wife, college student, and entrepreneur ready to strive for sainthood right alongside you. Jesus put this podcast on my heart as a way to serve you better, so I am so pumped that you are here. I'll be hanging with you every Monday and Thursday to chat all things discovering your purpose, cultivating a relationship with Jesus, and everything else in between. Are you ready to fully step into who God created you to be? Let's do this, girl. Hello, Mariana, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here um, and for you to share about the gift of contemplation for the sake of encountering the Father. It's going to be such a fun topic to uncover, to talk about. So welcome. Thanks so much, Whitney. I'm excited to talk about this as I even just learned myself again (laughs) what all of this means. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So before we dive in, would you please introduce yourself? Sure. So my name is Mariana, and uh, I currently serve in campus ministry in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I run a little page called Big Apple Catholic, which question comes, why are you not in the Big Apple? Um, I went to school (laughs) in New York City, there encountered the Lord, then left uh, to become a focused missionary, and now continuing to serve in campus ministry. So that is awesome. That's who I am. That's so fun. I love that. I think there's there's such a um, unique calling in campus ministry. It's something that I've always like wanted to do, but the Lord is calling me in different ways. But I just think it's such a beautiful um, journey, especially like called students. It's, it's such an important, you know, years of their lives. So for you to be able to be there and, you know, help lead and um, lead others um, is awesome. So I love that. I love, I love, we have focused missionaries on our campus. Um, so they're awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, so feel free to talk about this topic, uncover um, kind of what we're talking about. What, I mean, yeah, as we're both learning even more about what this means. Um, yeah, feel free to just dive in wherever I feel like, you know, maybe you feel ready to start wherever that is. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I'm, I'm taken back to uh, Father Gregory Pine, um, Dominican friar, wrote this book called Prudence. And the cover looks like super kind of harsh and like not super attractive for like a young woman. (laughs) But in this book, he starts off by saying, you know, we, we read that the Lord has given us this great promise of eternal life, that we will live a life of abundance and joy now even. Uh, but if we're really honest at the end of the day, we're kind of asking ourselves, where is this life <laughs> that we might even be able to regurgitate it to our friends? Like, yes, Jesus is my everything and he gives me peace. But really, sometimes we're just so exhausted that uh, we're like, where's this actual eternal life that we're supposed to be participating in now? And uh, well, in his book, he goes on to talk about the virtue of prudence. Uh, but the reason that I you know, think I'm kind of coming back to that is. Uh, I wonder if so much of our restlessness and anxiety and and um, yeah, lack of peace really comes from an inability to be in silence for the sake of contemplating the Father. Um, and uh, St. Thomas Aquinas writes or makes the bold claim that contemplation of our beloved, of the Trinity, is actually the highest uh, thing that we can accomplish not accomplished, but the highest state that we can be as human beings. So the yeah. contemplation, the act of, of being, it's not really a doing, is the highest uh, from that we can reach as human beings. Which is funny because uh, yeah, some some people would say, well, of course, like 
to love the other as, as we love ourselves is the highest being. And that's true. Like, it, I mean, it's up there, but he really makes it in the act of contemplation, yeah. just being, uh, which I don't really think we talk a lot about. So no. I'm excited to, to talk about it and to kind of bring the good news that I've learned from from a lot of much wiser and smarter people. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I think it's so cool. Um, I think I think I do spend a lot of time thinking about, you know, like of like, you know, all these different things. But yeah, silence is huge. <laughs> Something that I'm working towards of, you know, being able to silence myself um, and the noise because I think we get distracted from ways and places we can encounter Christ, mm-hmm. right? Like you know, we get a notification on our phone of, oh, I need to check this right now. Like, you know, like being able to detach almost, I think is also can probably come in with this topic, but um, yeah, feel free to just kind of keep uncovering um, what's on your heart and what you've learned um, through, yeah, contemplation. It's it's such a like, I don't know, it just seems like it's such a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is a big thing and also so ridiculously simple, which is what yeah. makes it so frustrating sometimes of right I just need to sit here and contemplate and it's it's and at the same time it's like oh I just need to sit here like oh my gosh there's so many things on my mind and one of the first things to take into account is how much we have to fight against in a world of technology and I'm going to sound like your typical like church grandma (laughs) by saying like yeah we really are distracted and um, the reality that our our minds and our even our nervous systems have been altered in so many ways because of yeah. the world that we live in. So maybe contemplation was actually a little bit easier if I was like a medieval uh, woman, you know, and, yeah. and surely I'd be distracted by things like nobility and, and stuff like that. But the reality yeah. in that we, uh, particularly our generation younger, really did start growing up with uh, with this distraction and this anxiety. Um so to, to take care of that, because I think sometimes you forget to mention that in striving for the mm-hmm. highest ideals, um, yeah. but that, yeah, we, we really find um, who the Lord is and in return who we are in the silence of our hearts. And uh, it's a little bit different from the silence of our minds, because one of the first things that we have to do is quiet the mind and just begin our prayer with meditating on the Lord's presence and allowing him to quiet our mind so that then we can enter into the deep recesses of our hearts because that's where we encounter him right so our lord says uh you know go into your inner room and there pray to your father who in in secret will hear you Mm -hmm. um and again the battle is that we go into our very hearts there's going to be all kinds of things that want to distract us right so you know it depends on your state of life like maybe you do have a you know several little kiddos running around and uh i was just reading saint francis de sales this morning who you know, it talks about like, okay, the ideal is that you're in a quiet church when you're praying, mm-hmm. but that's not always yeah. going to be what's actually going to happen. But that at least at some point in your day, you sit down for 20 minutes, again, whatever your state of life is, to just sit in silence, allowing the Lord to uh, take away those distractions and to encounter you in the depths of your heart, um, which again, sounds easy. And yet it's like the hardest thing we could you could ever enter into. I agree. And even like, um, you know, just for me. So, um, working from home, it's like, you know, it could, it seems just like the simplest of things of like, just go sitting, go sit on your couch or go sit in a, you know, a chair or, you know, find a corner, or go sit. But like, even in, in the act of, of the yes first of, of allowing myself to take, you know, that 20 minutes for silence. Cause like, 
the to-do list is long, right? Like we always have something next to do, right? Whether it's a homework assignment, whether it's, um, you know, a meeting or whatever it is, we all have a different life. So it's different for everyone, right? But allowing yourself that time to is also sometimes hard for me of like, it's okay to like start my day 30 minutes later and just like be silent. And that's where I find the most peace in my day is like, I sit down in my little prayer corner and I have a crucifix that I'll, you know, set in my lap and I'll just like sit there and look at Jesus, you know, and it's, it's not easy either. You know, it's that, yeah, like you said, it's that, it's that first act of, of doing so, you know, of, of kind of, you know, minimizing the distractions that are possible, you know, like we have this glorious thing on our phones that's do not disturb, right? <laughs> um, or like setting time limits on your phone or like bound, you know, the, like the lock your apps type of a thing, like the boundaries or whatever on your phones, you know, um, you know, yeah. First being bold and taking that step to, um, you know, tell yourself and to tell God, like, I acknowledge you. And this is what I'm striving for. Like, here's my yes. Although maybe I don't want to be here. Maybe I'd rather be on Instagram. Like, here's my yes. Here's my silence. Like, you know, and sometimes I like feel like I'm like dozing off or dozing into other thoughts, but, um, you know, continuously coming back to the fact of like saying out loud, like, Lord, this silence is for you. This is, you know, this time is for you. Um, and I used to feel like I had to like pray the rosary or like Mm -hmm. constantly be like reading the Bible or like doing something in prayer, but coming back to like, I've just been finding a lot of peace in the silence of Mm -hmm. looking at Jesus on the cross and just being in awe of who he is. Um, but yeah, I think making the first action of, of saying that yes can be difficult you know, to that silent time. Do you have an upcoming Catholic wedding in your calendar? Or do you have a wedding invitation hanging on your fridge? Are you wanting to gift them something meaningful that will have a positive impact on their marriage? Look no further. My bride and groom rosary set is the perfect gift for any Catholic wedding. Use code podcast for 10% off your purchase. The link is in the show description. Yeah, and I I love what you said about like it's okay to to be in silence, and um, I I almost want to push like it's necessary to like the Lord the Lord went and prayed all night, and uh, you know meditating on the Lord's interior life is like the wildest thing. But he he was just I imagine, and I've you know read a lot of spiritual writers. He was just contemplating the Father. Like everything he did was because it was what his Father was doing, like what he saw his Father doing, and so. Uh, that this is the primary thing we ought to be doing um, is is gazing upon our Lord because isn't that what we want to do when we love someone? I don't know. You just think about when you're in love or when you're holding a baby, it's like you're just being with them and you you almost like find this place of rest and you come to understand them better, you know, and, and when you're really comfortable with someone, like you can just be in silence and there's just no pressure. We know this, like we know this in a very experiential Level. Yeah. Why is that not true of our Lord? Mm-hmm. Um, I I think too. I you know it, in in a time where we're just doing and going and you know we're getting degrees and all these things. Um, again, it can be really easy to fall into temptation that prayer is going to look like um, a task, you know, a list of things to do. But to let Him gaze upon you, um, to contemplate His goodness, because that is what Jesus came to do at the beginning of the Gospel of John. Uh, it says, no one has ever seen God. No, no one has ever seen God. The only begotten son who is at the bosom of the father, he has made him known. 
Mm-hmm. The fact that we now have access yep. <laughs> to contemplate our Lord because Jesus has come. I mean, this is like a big deal. You yeah. know, I you otherwise we'd have to spend all this time in the temple sacrificing animals and all these things. And the fact that we don't have to do any of that because we receive him in the Eucharist and can contemplate him in our hearts. Um that the yeah, the Father has been made known by Jesus and that we have the gift uh, to contemplate him every morning or whenever we can. Um, so to really, the, the image I think I'm seeing is like, these are really the roots to bear good fruit, you know, yeah. contemplating who God is, what are his attributes? Like, yeah, maybe I want to go on Instagram right now. So why is that, Lord? And, and how do you like want to speak into that? How does your goodness, your mercy, your... Um, you know, your kingship speak into what I'm, I might be tempted into right now. Uh, I mean, that's just where it all comes back to. And uh, isn't that just what the Trinity is? It's the father gazing on the son and the son gazing on the father. And then the Holy Spirit is that love between them. And that's what we're invited into, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it can yeah. be easy to get so caught up. It is. It is. Yeah. And like, um, even just like my sister had a baby um, in September. And so, um, you know, just seeing her love for her son, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just seeing that, right. Like a mother gaze upon her son, just so kind of thinking of like Mary and Jesus or like, mm-hmm. um, even just like me, just like kind of how you said of like, we have these real life firsthand experiences. Like even for me, like, you know, my husband comes home, like sometimes I just like, we just want to like sit and stare at each other, you know, cause like we find that comfort and that peace, but it's like the, the Lord desires that and more with us. Mm-hmm. Like, I sometimes will sit and like contemplate the fact of like, how much does Jesus love me? How much does God love me? Right? Like, and I just like kind of sit and go in a circle. I'm like, my husband loves me like, and he would do absolutely anything for me. But like, God loves me like a million times more than that. Right? Mm-hmm. And so like, trying to even come to the the recognition of that, of like, the beauty of the father and the fact of he sent his son to the world to, you know, die and save us, save us from our sins and from all the wickedness of the earth. And we have this opportunity to enter into this love with Christ and this, into this friendship of, of being able to just dwell in the fact that I have a friend and a father who loves me more than any human could ever love me. And even just, you know, I could just keep talking in circles about it, but it's just so beautiful, right? Like, I don't know. It's just like wicked. <laughs> yeah. And, and even what you're saying about keep going in circles, I mean, that's going to be eternity is yeah. us contemplating and, and being and seeing the beatific vision and just being in awe yeah. at, you know, at the father and at the Trinity. And why not enter into that now? Mm-hmm. Why not enter into St. Elizabeth, the Trinity calls the, like your inner cell, like the, the Trinity is already within you. It's just, we sort of have these, you know, you look in the mirror and it's like super dirty. Mine is right now because I cleaned it, you know, and it's like, okay, sometimes we settle for, you know, this kind of dirty vision, but uh, he wants to see us clearly face to face in the depths of our hearts. Now, what's going to come between that is sin and uh, our fallen nature and our woundedness. But again, sitting in that gaze will allow us to see, oh, wow. Yeah, Lord, like there's this big thing that's between you and me. Will you help me to to be cleansed of it so that I can see you. Um, so yeah, maybe the fruits, like the initial fruits of contemplation even might not be super peaceful. Like it might actually be really uncomfortable because as we gaze upon the light, we're going to see all our muck on us. Mm-hmm. How much uh, is truly there that is not from him. 
but the joy that comes from, oh, but you want to cleanse me of this because you love me. And like, you want to cleanse me of my fallenness and my sin because you love me. And so it's so funny talking about contemplation and contemplating the father. We might think, oh, great. I'm going to like feel the love of the father really intensely. And, and you might, and that might be a grace he, he wants to gift you. But a lot of times we actually see our fallenness more, which is a gift. Uh, it's, it's such a grace to see, wow, the king of kings should not actually want to cleanse me of my sin or have anything to do with me and yet he's gazing upon me with the, with the same love that he gazes mm-hmm. upon his son and yeah. wants to cleanse me and free me from my sins yeah. um which is absolutely bonkers <laughs> it is. it's awesome it's amazing like the fact that the lord loves us no matter the sin we commit or the brokenness of you know humanity because i feel like you know we're just the world is just everywhere we could just yeah the world is broken right mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so the fact that in a world of billions and millions of people he wants to save every single one of them right he desires to know and to have time with every single um person and soul who's on earth right mm-hmm. um i just think it's incredible the fact that he will come to you know to know the depths of each of our hearts like you know, there's, you know, so many other women and people chasing after the Lord and wanting to grow in faith and striving for sanctity. Um, and the Lord dwells in that and he rejoices in that. But we also get this one-on-one invitation to be, you know, his best friend. And he He wants to know who we are um, even more than, you know, like he knows, he knows who we are, right? But he wants that relationship with you. And um, yeah, although we might have these, these flaws, these, you know, habitual sins or, um, you know, we might have a tendency to run to Instagram for comfort because I definitely have that on stressful days. I'm like, I just need Instagram. But I'm like, why? Why do I need Instagram? Like, it's because we're d- developing these addictions to these, these worldly things. And so, I mean, I also think part of this, you know, comes from being able to be detached too, of like, you know, being able to detach myself from my phone or technology or whatever that is and being able to sit in this sit in silence with the Lord like some mornings I literally tell the Lord I'm like God I don't really want to be in prayer right now I don't really want to sit in silence like I feel like there's things I should be doing but like I'll give it to you you know sometimes I do have a probably not so nice attitude about it but um that's just when we will encounter the fathers and we can quiet our hearts, slow down our minds. And really, I think we all need that slowness. We all need this stillness. And because the world is, has such a go, go, go mentality. You know, I feel like we're being taught to, to be hustle, hustle culture. Right. <laughs> I don't know if you agree with that, but I feel like it's just a constant go. I feel like it's mm-hmm. just being demanded of so many things. And, um, so many of us carry so many different roles, but, um, coming back to our, our first role of being God's daughter, you know, mm-hmm. being the child of God is so important. Yeah, I agree. This kind of hyperproductive and um, we must get results immediately can, can really steep into our spiritual life and our interior life. And I love what you just said about just being God's daughter, because there's a difference between being his daughter and doing all the things that I should be doing as a daughter. And I won't be able to do all the things that I should be doing as his daughter. If I'm not at first sitting and just being who he created me to be, you know, being in that embrace. And 
but identity doesn't come from navel gazing or from, you know, sitting and looking at myself and, and my sins. It really comes from from a gaze of a father. Um, but yeah, it, it can be so easy. Again, all these like little little lies from just a modern world. And I love our modern world. I actually, you know, the fact that we can even have this conversation is a miracle. Um, yeah. Great. So I'm not harping down on, on the modern world. There's good things here. Yes, um, there is. These, these truths of, gosh, or these lies, sorry, that we need to have constant productivity. We need to be constantly doing things. Um, that is just not true when it comes to the principles of encountering the Lord in our hearts. The primary thing that we could be doing is gazing upon him, um, which <laughs> is, again, I just keep going back to it. So simple and so yep. hard and so hard. It is. It is. And it's, yeah, it's difficult because it's, you know, I think another thing that I've struggled with in the past is seeing my faith life as this end all be all picture of gold trophy on the shelf type of a thing of like, mm. I, my prayer life has to be this in order to get to heaven. It's kind of how I would view it. Like mm. I won't get to heaven until I can go to daily mass twice a week and commit to a holy hour and like <laughs> all these things, right? Like making it this checkbox of like, I'm not going to get there until I can do this and making it this big, almost like, you know, you set your new year's resolutions and you say like, I want to pray every day, you know, which is a great, you know, thing to have a great, um, like ambition. But I think for me at points in my life, it got to be this, like, I almost kind of started to like idolize a prayer life of like, Mm -hmm. it has to be this big thing. I have to have it scheduled out every day of the week, which is, it's a great thing, but I almost like made it too much. And, Um, the Lord taught me just recently of like, it's okay. Like prayer doesn't have to be productive. And I want you to encounter me today and not have to plan out when you're going to encounter me for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I'm, I'm, I used to be a huge, big picture goals, like, like set all these big, huge things, which it's good to have desires. But I got to the point of like, I'd set these goals and then I have to like set many goals to get to those goals. And I'm like, does the Lord even want me to accomplish this goal? Like, is this what the Lord wants for me? Um, and so I look back at those seasons right now and in my head, I'm just like cackling at myself <laughs> of like, what were you thinking? Um, but also coming back to the fact that like, this is a one day at a time opportunity to experience the father. Mm-hmm. Um, we all, we've all heard this before. And sometimes you can say it sounds cliche, but you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, which is the absolute truth, you know? Um, and so instead of worrying about tomorrow, what can I do today that's going to lead me closer to Jesus? And then in return, what is Jesus calling me to do that's going to lead me closer to sanctity? Um, and when you can live in, in that mindset of, you know, are my actions leading me to Jesus? Or do I really just need to turn my phone off and turn on a Catholic podcast? Like you don't always have to be sitting in silence. Like silence is great, but you can always just, you know, if you had your 30 minutes of silence, like, you know, you can absolutely just listen to a podcast. You don't have to be productive 24 seven, which is me trying to take my own advice right now, <laughs> you know? Um, but what is the Lord calling me to today? That's leading me to sainthood um, and not tomorrow. Like tomorrow has its own worries and the Lord will help me get through those when they're ready. When, you know, when, when tomorrow arrives, if it arrives. Right. Um, Cause I think sometimes, gosh, I'm on such a rant here, but like sometimes we get so worried about the next things and then we forget the fact of like the second coming of our Lord. And it's like, God could just appear at any moment and say, hello, are you ready for me? Like, 
it's more important to prepare ourselves in the now and in the today of encountering the father so that when we actually truly encounter the father we can actually like i mean sort of be prepared we have no idea what that's going to be like but um yeah i just think sometimes we also get so big picture with with our you know these desires of i want my prayer life to be perfect but bringing it back down to just like start today that's it mm-hmm. do it today and after you you know are in prayer today go to bed wake up in the morning and say where am i going to spend time in prayer today like, it's just like, it sounds like it's a constant cycle, but really it's just encountering the Lord in the day that he has given you and not in the tomorrow and the next week and the next month that the ways I want to encounter the Lord, you know? Amen. And it's such a gift to enter into that. I, the yeah. church in her wisdom in the catechism describes prayer, which is contemplation as a gift. Yeah. Uh, it's not something that we can muster up for ourselves. And and this is what St. Paul says, pray unceasingly of mm-hmm encounter your father unceasingly like just be with him throughout the day and um the evil one you know will not tempt us with well go rob a bank (laughs) you know like he's not going to do that he's going to tempt us with well like stress you know to a level that's not healthy about your prayer life or uh stress about the person that you're going to be in six months and our Lord was tempted with truths. You know, you do need to think about the person that you're going to be in six months and you do need to think about your prayer life. But if it's robbing you of the present moment of encountering the Lord, uh, then it's not from him and it's so not worth it. Um, Yeah. It's just not, yeah, it's not worth our time. And I think of our Lord when he says, do not think about tomorrow, you know, do not have anxiety about tomorrow. Uh, And I think when we're starting off in the spiritual life, we often think of, the most immediate material needs. And we continue to think about that. I mean, there's times I think now I'm like, where the heck am I going to be in six years, Lord? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but then when we start going interiorly, we really have to be careful. Oh, don't even stress about tomorrow and your sanctity because it's not on you. Yeah. Um, and that you'll have the grace. If you begin with that silence that we're talking about every single day, uh, you will have the openness and the receptivity that Our Lady had to just yeah. be with him throughout the day. And if that was an invitation to go to mass, you know, uh, if your baby slept through nap time and they actually took a nap and you actually had the grace to just enter into that silence, then uh, you'll be more predisposed to it throughout your day if we start that day in the quiet of our hearts. And it'll just bring us so much mercy and peace when, um, you know, when we say, okay, Lord, like maybe I failed, but I, you know, you're here and I'm here in the present and I'm going to receive your mercy rather than burn it. I failed. And so I have to get it together tomorrow and in the next six weeks. And this puts me off, you know, on my plan, um, which can be really daunting. Uh, and we actually want to grow in holiness. Yeah. Um, something yeah. else I was thinking about was as you were speaking, I'm reading this, uh, this book right now by mother Mary Francis. Uh, she's a great, um, not canonized saint, but in the future, she was the mother, she was the abbess of the poor Claire's in New Mexico, um, a wonderful contemplative. And she talks about in this book about our Lord's dream for who he wants us to be. Yeah. Um, and so we often fall into the temptation of kind of what you were saying, oh, my prayer life needs to be this, my prayer life needs to be that, to sort of shift the question to, Lord, who do you want me to be? You know, what kind of person do you want me to be in six months? Do you want me to be someone that's more patient, that's more kind? And then allow him to reveal to you, okay, so what does that mean practically? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, you might be are praying a rosary every day, you know, to offer it up for the purification of your heart, 
if you name someone that's really resentful to offer it up for that person that you have resentment towards. Uh, but to, yeah, who, who's that person that you want me to be? I mean, that's such, such a freeing question because then we just trust that even when, when we fail and when we sin, that somehow the Lord's going to use that to, to help us become the person that we want to be. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to <laughs> offer that little nugget that mother Mary Frances offered me a couple of days ago. Yeah. I love that. I think that's, I just, I love it. And oh, I don't know. I'm just at a loss for words. I just like think of, of just the ways that the Lord works and the ways that he does so much incredible things in our lives of um, even first allowing a human heart that is so broken, like we are able to receive the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, like I just sometimes even fathom at that of like, although I am so imperfect, you know, um, like dwelling in the fact that I, yeah, I am his daughter and I can, I can receive him. Um, and he wants to heal me from that. Um, I don't know. I'm just like, my mind is like, I need to go listen to this conversation like seven more times on repeat because it's so good. Um, yeah, I guess do you have any, any other like advice when it comes to contemplation or getting started, or, you know, like, is there anything, um, yeah, I guess anything else on your heart? I'm like, kind of just like lost for words. So I'm not going to keep talking or I will just like banter on. So um, feel free if there's anything else that's um, spoken to you, feel free to um, share that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to offer some real practical advice. Um, so the, the great spiritual writers and saints and um, from our Lord who asked the disciples, or Peter, James, and John to sit for an hour to Mother Teresa, who, when her sisters were doing all these great things and encountering the poor, uh, started implementing a daily holy hour because she's, you know, she said to her sisters, I don't actually think you know Jesus. I mean, and these were like, you know, sisters who were serving the poorest of the poor, they're hardly sleeping. And even then she was like, I don't think you actually know Jesus in the, you know, at the depths of your heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we think about this holy hour, the practice of a holy hour. None of us are going to get there immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so to start very practically with, can you give the Lord the first fruits of your day, the first silence of your heart when you wake up, 15 minutes just with him? No phone. I'm, I mean, this is hard for me. You know, like I can pray a holy hour, but to not look at my phone in the first like 30 minutes of the day, that is so hard. Yeah. Um, so can you give the Lord 15, 20 minutes? If it's not the first part of your day, at some point in your day to be with him in silence. Ideally, this would be in a church and in the presence of the blessed sacrament, Um, but he is not bound to that. (laughs) He is just as present elsewhere. Um, Can you give him that? And can you trust that he will actually increase your, your desire and your ability to spend more time with him? You know, that you might not see that immediately, um, but that in six months, like what if you went from praying 15 minutes to 30 minutes? I mean, that's huge. Like if you're spending 15 minutes of uninterrupted time with yeah. the God of the universe, gazing upon him every day, I mean, that is a massive increment in yes. your spiritual life. Um, and so to offer that, that encouragement that it doesn't need to be an hour, you won't be able to reach the hour on your own today. Maybe the Lord wants to give you the grace of it. But the reality, if we want to be consistent, Father Jacques Philippe talks about this in his book, Time for God, that consistency is preferred over intensity. 
that 15 minutes of prayer every day is far, far, far more fruitful than one hour of really intense prayer a week. So that consistency of the silence um, and that there's great uh, resources for you. <laughs> so all of this I have learned uh, not from my own doing, but from uh, great writers of, of our times. Um, Father Jacques Philippe is one of them, Time for God. Uh, I would highly, highly recommend people read because it really walks you through what is prayer, what is uh, you know the point of it, who are we encountering, and what should we be looking at for as we grow in this silence. Um, and honestly, if you just Google like silence prayer Catholicism, I am sure Father Mike has something on it. I'm sure the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal have something on it. Um, so to not be afraid to kind of uh, you know get excited and uh, search for, for answers that you might have about silent prayer and contemplation. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I, just as you said of like 15 minutes, like, like don't feel bad for 15 minutes, right? Like sometimes I'm like, I literally was in prayer for five minutes today. I feel like such a horrible person, but I'm like, it's okay. Like, and yeah, kind of, I know earlier we talked about like how we can easily just like, you know, get down on ourselves of like only five minutes, that's all you did. Like you're such a bad person. And that's the the devil for one coming in and trying to downgrade you um, as a beloved daughter of God, which is like one of the most, literally the best title we could ever hold and that we will always hold for our entire life. Um, but yeah, like, you know, in the mornings, maybe right now you're working on trying to get up earlier. So maybe you can make time for that. And if it means just, yeah, starting five minutes, five minutes, like, that is still, you know, progress. And just as you said of, um, you know, asking the Lord as well of like telling him your desire to spend more time with him, just as you would tell him the desire that like, you know, Lord, I long for a spouse or Lord, I long for a career. Like, I don't know where I'm going. Like, Lord, give me the vision. Just this little desire of Lord, I want to be with you more. Like mm-hmm. he will find those times in your day. He will give you and, you know, he will present invitations for those things because, he knows that's what you want. And so when you find those invitations, be like, instead of being like, well, I don't really want want to right now, Lord, like this is not convenient, you know, mm-hmm. instead saying like, the Lord is inviting me into this one-on-one opportunity with him. How beautiful. I'm, I'm just going to put away what I'm doing. You know, if that's, you know, what you can do in that time, like, you know, I can put away these five minutes that the Lord is calling me the silence of um, just being, or like, even I was just like convicted as you were talking of like, um, like when I do like batch recording episodes, like I have like 10 minutes sometimes between the end of one and the start of another. I'm like, instead of going on my phone, why don't I just like sit in silence, right? <laughs> like it's going to bring me so much more peace and joy. Um, and I also have the time to be with Christ instead of technology, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I, gosh, I will keep that book. Um, I'll put that in the show description because I'm probably going to go buy it. <laughs> myself um and and read it I'm trying to do better at like slowing down and making time for reading because sometimes I just my mind goes too fast but coming back to that just is proof that I need silence if I if my mind is going too fast (laughs) but yeah so wow I love it all (laughs) there's one one last thing I want to touch on if you don't mind but absolutely the truth that this is where we're going to find our fulfillment and our happiness and to really set that in and into your hearts of okay lord 
maybe those 15 minutes, I don't actually experience any fullness <laughs> mm. or I don't experience the fulfillment of the covenant, you know? Yeah. Um, but that eventually, and this is, this is kind of our whole lives that we do again, develop this thirst when, when we really begin to put away a life of sin and when we really begin to detach from, um, maybe other things that aren't him or that we're playing at the same level as our Lord, um, that this is really the fountain that we ought to drink from. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I experienced this too in, in my own life. Like a lot of times prayer, I'm like, really? Like this, I mean, that just did not feel, you know, we're all yeah. feelings, um, feel like the fulfillment of my life, but that this is where it, it all comes from. Yeah. And so to know that, that one day, maybe two weeks from now, maybe six months from now, the Lord wants to give you that. Um, and he, and he really tries us St. Paul, it, gosh, I forget the exact quote, but, uh, it's something along the lines of like suffering pr- produces endurance and it produces courage and courage produces hope. I'm butchering that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that this, this perseverance in our interior in, uh, in pursuing him and gazing upon him, it will bear fruit and it'll give us the, the virtue of hope. Um, that maybe we, yeah, we aren't experiencing the fullness of the Trinity, <laughs> Yeah, and in this silence, but that this is really where it all comes to. Um, and if we're not with him, where are we? Yeah, we yeah. might be in the idea of him or in good thoughts about him, but it's not with him. Mm. Yes, I love that courage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that so much. Um, yeah, the Lord is just incredible in the way that he works in our lives, and the way I can just talk about that forever, but just really the fact of like, um, yeah, one day at a time, and the Lord will reveal himself to you even more and more. Um, and it, yeah, it just starts with starting small, you know, mm-hmm. you know, find five, five minutes in your day. <laughs> um, and I know we all have it. We, everyone <laughs> has it somewhere. Um, for example, five minutes before you go to bed right there, <laughs> if you absolutely can't find time, um, I guarantee someone or people spend five minutes on their phone, at least go look at your phone time, (laughs) Um, whatever. But yeah, this was so fun. So this is the question I ask everyone. It does not have to relate to this topic or not. So what is one piece of advice that you want every young Catholic woman to know? I'd say one piece of advice is don't be afraid uh, to be a great saint. yeah, I think sometimes we can sit into this, well, everybody else around me might be praying, and so I'm just going to follow them. And it might be a little bit weird if I actually go to daily mass, or it might be a little bit weird if I say that I'm going to go pray. Um, I surely have experienced that, you know, and, and being, I think, maybe in college of, oh, is it weird if I if I go up and pray for five minutes after mass? Like, it might be a little bit weird. You know, it might be a little bit too Catholic for my Catholic friends at that point. But don't be afraid to be a saint. If you feel that the Lord is calling you to love him even deeper, um, to go in even further, you know, like do not be afraid. Maybe that's what our world needs is for you to become uh, this great, wondrous daughter of the king, this great woman and uh, uh, this great young Catholic. So you know, might be a little bit awkward if you're going to mass and your friends don't even go to church. Um, but do not be afraid. The Lord wants to reward you greatly. And that that's where your heart will will come fully alive because that's who you yeah. were created to be. Yeah. Amen. Oh, that was so good. I love everything. I learned so much for this episode. I'm like, I need more silence. So I'm just going to like 
<laughs> all the things. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Um, before we finish, where can people follow you on Instagram? I don't know if you mentioned this already or not. So I'll ask you again. <laughs> yeah, so you can find me at Big Apple Catholic. Um, and we can just have, have fun there. Yeah. Awesome. And her um, Instagram handle will also be in the episode description as well. So you can go find her and follow her there. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for joining me. I had so much fun chatting with you today. Thanks so much, Whitney. I'm praying for you all. Yes, thank you. Hey girl, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Abundantly Yours podcast. If this episode touched your heart in any way, I would be so thankful if you could head on over to subscribe and leave me a review. That way, you'll never miss another episode. Be sure to go follow me on Instagram at abundantly.yours for more. See you next time.